It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at, like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. Hello and welcome to the Green Industry Podcast with Paul Jameson. This show is all about helping lawn care and landscape professionals take your business to the next level. Paul is the author of three best-selling books, including Cut That Grass and Make That Cash, and his brand new book, 101 Proven Ways to Increase Efficiency and Make More Money in Lawn Care, now available on Audible and narrated by Mr. Producer. Here's your host, Paul Jameson. What's up, everybody? We are in beautiful Fairfield County, Ohio with some Ohio boys. Dylan Stevenson, probably like your third yes, or fourth sir. time on the show. Yeah, I've been on here a few times, that's for and sure. And your buddy, Jesse. Yep. yep. Are you from Ohio, too? Yep, yep. Dayton, Dayton area, right down the road from Dylan here from Springfield. I have a friend that lives in Troy. Is that close to where you yeah, live? Yeah, I work in Troy quite a bit. We're, oh, really? We're like 15 minutes south of Troy. Okay. So, like, not quite Tip City. Uh, Phillipsburg is the town, but not not far. We do quite a bit of work in Troy. Okay, great. Yep. Well, tell us about uh, your business. I know uh, from social media, Dylan, you're going to uh, throw the mower away and, and, and uh, pick up yeah. the shovel. Yeah. So the or mower. Dingo. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> the uh, the mower is done. Uh, sold that um, in December. I think I sold the trailer, the mowing trailer in December. Um, yeah. It's been liquidating everything out because uh, we're going full time on the landscape design install um, and maintenance uh, this year. So. No holding back now. All the mowing equipment's gone, so I can't. The only mowing equipment I have is uh, my push mower from my house, my little 30-inch Toro Time Master I keep from my house. But How far it. removed are you from Gordon Foods? How far am I removed? Yeah, how many years ago was that? This is, I believe, my fourth season full-time. We're going to be starting full-time for my fourth year this year. Wow. So, yep, so, so in hindsight, as you look back now, how has that transition gone? Uh, it's been a grind don't get me wrong just because you know like with having a full family when i make that leap you know there's a lot of personal responsibility you have to make sure you acquire you know you're um taken care of so um that's probably what's like in a sense like slowed like our company growth overall Mm -hmm. is because instead of being able to just dump and dump and dump back into the business to either you know grow employees grow equipment whatever I have to make sure ultimately my household is taken care of first. And then in a sense, it's like whatever's extra kind of just like feeds back into Reinvest. the business. Yep. Cause we're just not over like we're on a great path going forward. Um, but, uh, it's, as in like just a bunch of excess, you know, um, we're still kind of just keeping our budget tight. So hopefully this year they would drop in the mowing. Um, that's going to open up like an unbelievable, unbelievable amount of opportunity to like really get in the landscape. What, what inspired you to transition from lawn maintenance and landscaping to go full blown into enhan- landscape enhancement work? Um, so I just lost my passion for mowing cause I just love the landscape design install end of it. I mean, you're, you're, I feel like you're uh, as a business owner, as a, like a, you know, like if I'm saying like, Oh yeah, I own a landscape design install company. Like, um, I don't know. I just feel more proud to say like, like I just, I just take more pride in that end of the work. I think that's just what it boils down to. Um, you're more creative, 
you're able to transform something like I mean, you're just able to like really just take a space into whatever you want, you know, as long as obviously budget something, allows. Something new every day as well. Yes, you're on a different layout. You're on a different plant scheme. You got a different design going, you know, like this one you're using natural stone. This one you're not, you know, you're trying to highlight more plants than you are aesthetic features. So like it's just, just it's just, and it's just like every year our projects just get like more unique and cooler by the minute. So I, I just, I just love that area. It's just a, it's fun. It's yeah, fun. Yeah, yep. I agree. I agree. The, He's big time into it. Tell us about your business, Jesse. <clears throat> well, uh, we were, like I said, just down the road from da- uh, Dylan here. We're in Dayton. And I've got a mowing division still. I haven't bit the bullet like Dylan, but I've got a couple guys that run that for me. Um, my focus is in the softscape designs as well. I really am not in the hardscape design at all. I found like our company, we do really well with that, you know, $5,000 to $15,000 softscape install. We get called for them a lot. We can put them in in two to three days max. Um, and we're just very profitable in that. So I'm just trying to replicate that job over and over. And it's what, really... Give us the cookie cutter job that you So the cookie do. cutter job is a $10,000 landscape install. We tear out the existing landscape. Um, we amend the soil, anything we need to do with the soil, cut new beds uh, if need be. And then we put in a, a fresh new landscaping with... And, and it might go up a little bit above 10, but we can add some lighting in. Um, I'm starting to get into like aquascape, like um, just like the fountain features. Great Woodstock. Yeah, yeah, nothing like that. But just like small enhancements, small upsells. But the, the typical job for us is a tear out, uh, and then I'll give them a landscape design. They'll prove it, and we'll put in the new landscape design and then maintain that in the future. So, as like well. sod plants. We do sod, Mulch. mainly plants. I mean, like I, we obviously all that goes into the different jobs depending on the job. But most people call me for my landscape design and you know to redo all of their plants and their landscape. Most of the time, it's either overgrown or it's at that twenty-year point where it's just getting big and ugly. They're getting their taxes pulled, um, and we're putting in like a more modern landscape. I think landscape design overall in 20 years has changed a lot. So people are kind of wanting to dumb down their landscape a little bit, do um, less plant varieties and just do more of like the kind of the way design's going now. It's just like more uh, aesthetically pleasing straight lines. You know, a lot of people are going kind of that way. So they're looking to update and we're, we're helping them out with that. We're just recreating that job over and over and we're seeing some good profits. How did you develop that ability to be able to look at a landscape and properly design something that the customer wants? Trial and error. I'll tell you. Um, it was a lot, it was a long process for me. I feel like after doing, you know, you start off with a really small space, you design it, you, you look at it later on and you're like, what was I doing back there? But then (laughs) You know, your customer is calling you for the job you're really prepared for. I feel like if you don't overdo it and take a job on that you're not really prepared for, you can amend and get just, if you just marginally improve each job, by the time you've done 10, you know, you're putting in a good quality product. If you find, by the time you're putting in your hundredth one, you are almost to the point where you really know what you're doing. And then you can just kind of, Look at other people's stuff on Instagram. See what other people are doing. I get my inspiration from a ton of different people on landsca- or on landscaping Instagram. And I like just who? take... Uh, Ima- Imagine Design and Build is definitely like my favorite landscaper. Uh, Andy Mulder. Um, oh, yeah. You know, Jack Barnwell is one that Dylan likes a lot. <laughs> and I, we, we've talked about this. And I, I just think that it's, it's about grabbing... Grabbing bits and pieces. You don't have to model one specifically. You just grab bits and pieces from each 
each landscaper that you like and try to just incorporate a little bit of something. And then eventually you kind of develop your own style. And that's when you really start to take off. And, and geographically, there's different plants. Right. Where, uh, or pardon me, what equipment, Jesse, do you use to tear the equipment out and then to dig your holes? What's the most efficient operation? For us, we are pretty much, I have an MT-100, just a mini skid. Uh, we can get in there, tear out an entire landscape. Sometimes I'll have to use the truck to pull a big bush or something, of course. Um, but usually just an MT-100, we'll pull out everything, get it hauled away, put new soil in if need be, and then... Honestly, I use like a hand auger, like a steel hand auger to like auger in. Most of the stuff we're planting is like, you know, five gallons or anything. Or if we're planting trees, we'll put an auger on like a 30 inch bit auger, 18 inch bit auger on the front of the MT-100. But that one mini skid is the only equipment we need to do these jobs over and over. I am. That's yeah. Dump trailer. We have a dump trailer, dump truck. And, you know, it. that's all you need to do these kind of jobs. If we were to get into hardscaping, we need excavators. We'd need. Uh, compactors, full side skid. skid, you know, all that stuff. And it's just like a whole nother business. And I feel like we're just in a really good sweet spot to where we're making good profit. And there's no, I have no intentions on doing that. I feel like the, the riches are actually in the niches. And if you try to do too much, you're going to end up losing your money trying to buy too much equipment. Mm-hmm. How did you guys get connected? Uh, Instagram, <clears throat> I'd say. Right? I think, I think he was like doing a job in I don't know somewhere close by, and I said the Inglewood job. Was like it, it might have been Inglewood. You I'm weren't like, talking beforehand. No, no I, just a, barely a little bit because I was like, oh yeah, I'm a uh, firehouse subs. Remember? Yeah, yeah, and I was street, like, yeah, and, and I was just like, you know, hit him up or whatever, and then we just talked back and forth, and I I think I met him for the first time in person up at Brian's event, um, up at LAL, and, not yeah. this past one, but the year prior. Yeah, the year prior, and we met, and we just like were cool with each other and every once in a while you know he would i would call him for something or he would call me for something and we'd hit each other up and now we got to be like we're boys now so yeah now we, like every day we're on the phone talking yeah about just about just whatever whatever yeah we'll meet up for lunch we've got down days like, yeah we're just constantly back and bouncing back and forth because like and it's crazy like how you're talking about you kind of develop your own style so like there was this one design i was doing and i was like okay this 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 house can go one of two ways it can be like my strip I'm more of like a straighter line, like uniform, um, like, I don't know. Yeah. My style is different than yours. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so what we did, I was like, but like this house could have gone both ways. So I was like, Hey, I want you to design me like, you know, in a sense, like uh, an arrangement for this house, you do it your way. I'm going to do it my way. I'm going to send them both and say, Hey, these are kind of the visuals we are looking at. And it was so weird. Like the customer called and said they wanted my design but the reason why though is because like they have researched me like they liked my style mm-hmm. so like they were used to seeing like what i had produced you know in the past they were mm-hmm. like wanting my style of work yep. Yep. so it was just so unique to be like that was that one point where i was like man i guess i kind of have my own yes, st- what style of plantings yeah. so yeah every, like you'll as you get into it like you'll develop your own style and just like you almost just start end up getting more like okay what what more can I, what can I do to this space mm-hmm. versus just putting some plants in yeah like you you just it really start to, to be expand very, the mind like you really get creative it gets to be artistic at, at some points mm-hmm. I mean I re- that's my favorite part about that's why I like plants so much I think a lot of people look at plants and they're 
it's like an afterthought of their amazing hardscape job. And those guys do a good job with their hardscapes and they are, are amazing. But I really like the people that do, when they do their hardscape jobs, they put in just as good of a softscape design. And that's what sets it off. That's why I like Imagine Design to Build, Andy Mulder, all those guys, they put just as much time into the softscapes as they do the land or as the hardscaping. Like and it's like just as mint, just looking. just like, as just as good, and I think that a lot of people just like uh, you know softscapes are an afterthought. I don't know if it's budget cutting into it or what, but I really look at it as an art. And I mean, I don't know. I just I really enjoy the softscape side of things. I, yep. and, and landscape lighting is an, another art. Uh, that's we went to a landscape lighting summit in Danville, Virginia, from Sterling Lighting. They put on a thing, and you know we're thinking we know what we're doing. You go there with landscape lighting guys that only do landscape lighting, and then you really see some guys that know what they're doing. Yeah, I mean, these guys, like, because, okay, so we knew we were small fish, because we're just getting started in this, Paul, okay? In the the lighting. Yeah, in the lighting world. Like, we knew we were, like, really small fish, and, like, I'm a small fish in the landscape end, but, like, we knew we were small. But then we go to this summit, and you're dealing with guys, Paul, that are doing, like, that's our company companies yeah. <laughs> are lighting. And there's guys that have like three branches across the U S like they don't do anything under like a hundred thousand dollar lighting install. And we're like, we're trying to convince our people to spend $5,000 on us on lighting. Yep. And like, there's a guy out of Columbus that we end up meeting that like he has lit up like a bunch of monumental stuff, yep. in like downtown Columbus yep. nightlight. Is that, but, is that night? No, uh, light up Columbus. Uh, yeah. Chris Applestad. Um, yeah. He, I mean, it's, it's just crazy. Yeah. Like, Yep, there. Lighting has been a new. That's in like, it brings us like because like, say for instance, the last job I just did around the pool. It's one thing during the day. Yep. But then it's like when you see like the lighting cascade up on the natural stone wall or like the junipers in the corners, like it just gives a totally different feel. And the also it just comes a, like yeah it, yeah and and, and he like was a, doing an elevated. Yeah. Look. Like, yeah, and you talk about a profitability. Landscape lighting is by far our most profitable service that mm-hmm. we give. You know, the lights themselves, say we spend $1,000 on lights, say for 10 of them, you know, you can sell those for 300 per fixture installed all day. So, and it'll take three to four hours to put those in tops, like start to finish. So, you know, Three to four hours, you're making two thousand dollars, like on top. Buy a trencher or rent one, or Uh, no? Honestly, I mean, you can just if now, now probably the one that we did some final photos. You probably could use the trencher to go across the lawn if you wanted to. Yep. But like typically, it's just a you spade. can do it with a spade. Yeah, I mean, just bury unless it. you're covering like a lot of like, like say for instance, feet. like you know he puts something out in his center of his lawn or something. Mm-hmm. He's running to run a trench from here to there. Yeah, you're going to rent a trencher. But like when you're talking just like around the house, landscape bed, just, I mean, you just take a spade and just just make a little trench and stuff. How your many wire inches down? down? Probably mm-hmm. like three at because you don't want it. It's overkill because you still it want it deeper. to be um, serviceable. Yep. You know, if you bury this thing twelve inches down, something then goes you wrong. Compact the soil on top, and something goes wrong. Then now you're trying to get yeah. that wire out. So you, you just want it to where it's you know you, we just use like a landscape staple. Yep. Three and, three inches below surface, pack it back in, and you're good. Yeah, yeah, and it's not. And I thought it was like some big thing. My first one. Oh my gosh! And it's, my first it one so took easy. me so long. It is so easy. I thought it was such a big deal compared to what it really is. <laughs> it's not a big deal. But the big deal part is when like you don't think of it as just like oh yeah I'm just pop like highlighting a, a a sidewalk with some lights or whatever. Like when you start being like oh man like what if I 
pull this fixture back? What if I take the cup out of this one, take the lens off of it, put it back together? It gives a, a flatter finish versus a bright finish, you know? It's just, you just start thinking of different ways to, like, hide the lights so that way, like, you just don't see any lights. Yep. Like, yep. you just get more crafty, but it's fun. Yeah. I, I, I just enjoy the landscape in. Yeah, it is. Versus striping along. I mean... I know striping lawns pull views on Instagram, but the uh, the the landscape in though is really yeah yeah that's where. And if you're not doing mowing in mass in like a mass format where you've got a ton of lawns, really tight route, you can't make that. That's like you can't make a ton of money doing lawn care. But there are guys that do. I'm not discounting. Yeah, we lawn just care. interviewed. Uh, I don't know if you know the guys out in the shop, Turf Wars. They're two guys from Kentucky. One guy does three million. The other guy does one point two million, and they just basically do lawn maintenance. Yeah. And what they do is they have um, eight or twelve guys from Guatemala come up. I think it's called the H H two B. H two B. Yeah. Yeah. And they just mow edge, trim and blow. Yeah. And, and yeah. the guy makes one point two yeah, million. I just didn't like say for like my end. Like I just didn't have. I, I didn't want to grow it past a certain point because I, I the landscape in. So it's like. At the point of what I was, like, capped on kind of, I was like, this isn't even, yeah. like, if you think of it, the money at the end of the day of what we were making, I was like, in probably the first month of just doing mulch installs, like, I'll make that revenue but be more profitable in yeah. that first month of our spring. So instead of, like, a two-day mowing schedule being drug out to four days because of the rain, like, that's not even a thing. That's, I've, I'm really excited for that one. Say goodbye to disorganized and inefficient business management. Upgrade to Jobber, the field service management software. Streamline every aspect of your business from quoting to invoicing. Impress your customers and increase your productivity. Start your journey to success with Jobber now at getjobber.com forward slash Paul. Again, that's getjobber.com forward slash Paul. You're out there in the field mowing lawns, making money, working hard. But for every dollar you make, you're worried. Worried that you spend too much, worried that you won't make payroll, or worried you'll generate a big financial mistake. Simply put, you don't know your numbers. You're not alone. The Landscaping Bookkeeper has helped dozens of eager lawn care owners organize their numbers, learn the language of business, and build a solid financial foundation. Start your journey from simply earning money to creating a long-lasting source of income today by scheduling a free 15-minute phone call at thelandscapingbookkeeper.com. Ready to take control of your finances and grow your business? Look no further than the Know Your Numbers e-training program. From streamlining your billing process to understanding your operational cost, this course will provide you with the foundation to succeed. Many green industry podcast listeners have already benefited from this program. It's time for you to join them. Get started now at greenindustrypodcast.com and finally make the money that you deserve. Yeah, More really time excited. to play some golf, too, huh? That's right. Well, golf yeah, my, my son, well, because Easton, too, like, he's, my son, he's five, so, like, he's, he'll be six in the spring. Like, it's time to start getting him on, really, on the course a good amount. Like, he goes out with my dad and I every so often, and he'll just throw a you ball down and You got a good swing. What, what do you usually shoot out there? Uh, probably, like, uh, mid-70s, low-70s. Yeah. Between par and 80, I'd say I'm consistent, but I just... I get out when I can. He just came on the uh, the the company trip, my company trip down to <laughs> yeah. down to Florida. All my employees golf, but uh, yeah, they all left for golf, and uh, I would stay on the beach and fish all day because I am not a golfer. But yeah. he went out with my crew, and they were yeah. Golfing we played a handful time. of days of golf, yeah. So it was fun. I enjoy it. What like, state was that in? Florida. Florida. We're down what part Florida. of Florida? New Smyrna. 
Okay, I don't yeah, know. just like north of Daytona, about a half hour. Okay, on the Atlantic Ocean side. Yep. Yeah, well, was that was my weather? first time ever being there, bud. Seventy degrees. So, or so yeah, but like that was my first time seeing that because like we've always gone to the Gulf, Gulf side. Yeah, man, but like from the hurricanes that came in, like this seawall. Okay, so say for instance, it was taller than this wall. Yeah, it's like it's like a twelve twenty-five foot seed wall. It was like tall. Well. Picture this much elevation drop. Like, that's how much sand had washed out of the beach. Yeah. That's the top of the wall. Usually the beach is up there. Yeah. 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 Usually but we're the, standing here yeah. playing putt-putt across the beach. But the, the, <laughs> the hurricane wiped all that sand out. Yeah. It was... It's going to take a while for that beach to It was beach an unbelievable to see, like, that... Like, it was just unbelievable to yeah. like think, like, there's that much sand gone. Yeah. But, yeah. So we went out and played. It was fun. Yep. What did, were you, like, the golf side better, though? It's more beautiful... Or what? Yeah, golf side is. Oh, uh, like the like because the the water's warmer. Granted, we went in like the off season. Yeah, but you're probably gonna get better. You know, warmer weather and stuff. So, um, or warmer water. It was a good time though. Yeah, but it was it was a fun time. My, it was a good just like at the end of the season. He asked if I wanted to go, um, with his guys. So like at the end of the season, we just went down, had a good refresher before we hit the. Uh, Snow game. Snow game. Yep. So, so, yeah, so that's been something we've been hitting hard here lately. Yeah, yeah. Been plowing a lot of snow around yeah. here lately. It's been good, finally. We had a month off in between. We got a snowstorm right before Christmas, and we didn't get one until Sunday. You miss it wow. up here? No. Snow? No. no. No, not at all. I live in Georgia, and I love See, like, it. this is nice because we were like, it's actually kind of like nice and mild out there today. Yeah, today's yeah. not bad. No. Yeah, it's when you start getting like those winds. Like, yeah. Ugh, yeah. It starts getting bitter. Like, um, your family's up north, Ohio, right? Canton, yes. So sir. how was uh, how'd that storm come in, like Christmas time? How bad was it for them? Because well, we were. They, yeah, they actually were in South Carolina visiting my sister down there, their daughter, and so they missed it. Good. But I that, heard it I'm was. Sure up there it was brutal. Negative 30 yeah. winds of uh, 40 miles an hour trying to plow Sustain. snow. Lake yeah. effect awful. snow. They get the lake effect snow. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. It was bad. Bad for us. But then Fullerton was calling for a big storm. And they didn't end up getting nothing. We ended up yeah, we got it with all. It, it went yeah. south. Yeah. yeah, it's terrible. So, but yeah, everything's been steamrolling through here pretty good. Yeah, I just switched over to uh, synced up. Um, hey, so. hey, 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 we're we're, we're ex- we have exclusivity with jobbers. So okay. We're not allowed okay. to mention. All right, well, we won't mention it. I just switched CRMs. There uh, you go. New CRM <laughs> on board. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Weston's a good guy. Yeah, we, we. It's just a matter of. It's just stressful when you do that kind of thing. Switch, but onboard getting on yeah, everything. Switch yeah, over. Yeah, yeah. It's a tough thing. So that's what I'm kind of working through right now. Is just getting all everything situated. I made my first budget, so there I feel you go. good. I feel good. <laughs> nice. Well, uh, is there anything we're leaving out here you want to share? Uh, no, no. I, I think this, we're good. Is there anything you want us to hit on? Yeah. No, I think this is great. Yeah. It's good. Uh, we we had, I remember Dylan was at uh, Brian's event when Stan was doing a Q&A, and hmm. Dylan's up there crying like a girl. And, uh, and Yeah, that was an emotional uh, time. That was yeah. just such a big jump, Oh, though, man, man like, it was dude, great. But look like, where he's at now. That's what I'm trying to say. Like, iron four years later, and here too. he is. And, and, and we just are, me and him being friends, and I'm friends with some other people, I'll tell you, just, like, get out there and network, because you get to places so much faster than what you would have, because... I remember I didn't network, and it took me a lot of years to get to where Dylan has gotten in two years or three years. Like, I was would not have been – it took me so long to get to those points. But, I mean, just reaching out and talking to people, it really, really helps. It jumps jumps many years. You learn from other people's mistakes, and that's how you get somewhere fast. Like, net, like I would say – like because I've even told Jordan, and I told you, I was like – 
I've met two Jessies in my life, or there's two Jessies in my life, Jesse Widener and Jesse Ward, which is another guy that I network with in my local town who I do um, uh, sub work for for snow. Um, he does a lot of hardscapes. So like if I have a job where like we did one where it was a bunch of natural stone wall and steps, well, I brought him on as a subcontractor to help me, you know, tackle that job and everything. But like, like seriously though, like being able to pick the brains of, you know, the two guys I have are even more than that though. Like it just, I would not have the same mindset as what I did then. Like I would not have the same mindset now. I mean, like just like staying on my ground, being firm on my price, not backing down. Like this is the cost of what it's going to be. If you want it cheaper, then we have to remove some things. Like before it would be like, oh, okay, yeah, well, we could probably do it for that. Well, then it's just money out the pocket. And now it's like, like we was talking earlier, like we've just had instances to where like by me standing on my ground, like it then showed like we end up getting like the contract or whatever for the price. I was, I knew it was worth and what it was for, not dropping it down to, you know, hopefully like be like, oh, I hope that's not too much of a price. Cause we did like a massive price increase on our HOA. Big. Like big. big. And, uh, you know, just standing our ground and, you know, it's just, that's what it's about. Like both guys have taught me that just like be firm on your price and believe in it. Like, especially, you know, we're talking owner operator for the most part, like you can't get better detailed work than when your owner operators out there. No, you're worth a lot of money out there. Like, you know, like you being out there too, like, like you versus just a crew of guys going out and, you know, getting a list done of jobs. Like, Mm -hmm. no, like you got the owner putting his blood, sweat and tears into it. So, yep. but yeah, but it's been, uh, especially one that's passionate about their work. That's the big thing. Yes. You and I are both very passionate about our work and our price needs to reflect that. Yeah. Because there's a lot of people out there that are chucking a truck, right? Paul chucking, chucking the truck. <laughs> hey, I met a real guy in Texas. His name's Charles Triplett. He came up to me. I, I was actually on an elevators at, uh, Brian and Liz's, um, Caleb's event in, uh, Waco, Texas. Okay. Oh, that's Gathering Trades? Yeah, I'm on the elevator, and this guy's like, Paul, I'm chugging the truck. He's like, Charles Triplett, nice to meet you. <laughs> and he's, his, his business really is named Chuck in the Truck. And, oh, oh, my, my gosh. gosh. You should have trademarked that, bud. <laughs> uh, no, he actually, he's like, is it all right if I use it? I was like, well, we use it in a negative connotation. Like, it's a, <laughs> that choice the, is on you. But, <laughs> you yeah. know, if you oh, want to yeah. be Chuck in the Truck for your yeah. brand, uh, just do a good job. Yeah, Chuck. just do a well, good that's, job. But it's true, though. Like, we will see. Like, I mean, We'll see some guys that are like pumping out some of this work and you're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe like, I hope they're not like the downfall is just when like you see some work and you're like, man, I hope that customer doesn't believe like that is what like true quality work is. Most of the time they know what they're getting. They're looking for a cheaper price and obviously they, good companies aren't willing to give them yeah. the time of day for what they're one, willing to pay. So they're yeah. going to look elsewhere. Yeah, that's true. Just a matter of weeding out the, the right clients. That's 90% of the hard part. If you get the right clients in the door, the rest is kind of easy. Mm-hmm. Just a matter of getting people on board with you and hoping that they can see the value. <laughs> like you're the last give them. one I did at the pool. Yeah, that yeah. guy was like, that he guy was, was just, he was just like, yep, yep, yep you do yep, it. Yep, do it. Cause uh, the big job that we did um, in the summertime with the natural stone wall and stuff, um, he was a referral from them. So, like, that, those clients actually invited my wife and I out to a Labor Day party out there poolside and whatever. So, I got to meet all of their friends and they're yeah. all business centers of Springfield, essentially. Well, I just did my first job based off of one of the guys that was there at that place we did around his pool and everything. And it was just like, yeah, senior work. Yeah. No need for design. Just 
starting to sell yourself based yeah, on your work. Yeah, it like, starts to sell itself. He was just like, basically, he just knew, like... They're paying for you. They're yep. not paying for No worries. Landscaping. And They're he just, was just blown away. Yep. Yep. It turned out good. Nice. Out always good, does. So. Always does. So how much work, because with lawn mowing, you got the same customer week after week. Mm-hmm. How much uh, do you have to market the plant ahead to have jobs lined up? Well, that's what's crazy, too, is, like, because of the mowing, I have not really done, like, any advertising. Like, no post, like, people do hit postcard stuff heavy. I just haven't because, like, I could only book myself so much because of the mowing. Like, what's the point in getting all these leads come in if I'm stuck in this mowing train and have to tell people it's going to be, you know, a month we can get their mulch in? Like, no one's going to wait a month, in a sense, to get their mulch in for the most part. So unless you're like already like their guy and they'll they'll just, you know, just Mm -hmm. know it, it'll get in when it does. But um, so this will be our first year where I'm like, I think I will really try to do like some good marketing. Um so that way we are building a good backlog. Like, cause like I think the past two years have been pretty consistent on like that August to September transition of school seems to be a little lower in calls. So it'd be nice to like, you know, say I am meeting with these folks and maybe they're like, Hey, we're not in a hurry. Hey, you know what a great time to do landscape in is a fall install September, starting September one. We can do that. So that way, if they're not really in a hurry for it to be done and they're calling in July or, you know, June, yep offer up the the um fall install so that way you book up a good amount of work in the fall time and then you can get those people that are calling urgent urgently yeah in july so that'll be and i learned not starting big demo projects until may one i got bit last year on our biggest project to date at that time it was just a lot of moving parts and the conditions just weren't great and it drug a job on that should have been probably two and a half weeks and or so two weeks and it drug it out for like a month. Just because it was just raining lingered. and cold yeah. and rain and cold. So and it was just terrible weather. Yep. It was the one uh, Fullerton came and looked at on yeah. the, the tour there. So, um, yeah. So I've learned kind of my dates and just where like a little slower periods are um, to where uh, hopefully I can just backlog those and then that should... Curious on through. What would you say to somebody who is working a job like Gordon Foods where they it's not their passion, it might pay good, it's steady, but they, they're hearing these podcasts and like, yeah. man, you guys are living the dream, building your business. What would you say to somebody who's in that situation? Okay, so honestly, like it is a it is a tough road to hoe. It is like it is tough. Like because he's like kind of experienced it with me like firsthand in the sense of like you know, they, it's him and his wife now. Like, they're, you know, they haven't in, got involved in the kid aspect yet. Like, that dynamic. So, like, he's... I've been able to reinvest a lot faster yeah, than you are able yep. to. So, like, like I said earlier, like, you know, I have to make sure my family is covered. So, like, and there's times where, like, I mean, going into springtime, like, you're basically starting at ground zero with money out of the account because, like, you've sta- you've gone through your winter fund and there's nothing you can do about it as much as you try to budget and try to save at the same point. Like, the family needs the family needs, and we don't live above our means. We don't go on, like, this year I'm excited because I told him, I was like, this is the first year since we've had kids that we'll be able to go on, like, a full week vacation because I'll have my, like, it's just, with schedules and everything, like, that's what I'm excited for. So it's, like, it's just a tough long road i mean yep. it's you got to be willing to like sacrifice sacrifice like you're not gonna have all like you're gonna be watching you know people on which social media is whatever but like you're gonna be watching your friends you went to school with like they're just doing all these things enjoying all this and you're just like nope i'm just gonna you know 
keep holding back and just like keep growing the company because you know the more you grow the company, the better that payoff's going to be down the road. So just just knowing like, like no one else, so lady, you can live like no one yep. else. So yep. just uh, you know, in every year, like we there's a there's an aspect that we try, I try to improve on every year, so that way I know the business like more directly towards the family more than it is like the actual business end. Like there's aspects I'm like that are getting me better and better on like making sure like I'm home at a good hour. I'm available for these things. Like, so, um, every year I just try to improve on something and we look back and we're like, yeah, you know, like I didn't really work a Saturday much this year unless like I had to finish up a job and that was a big win where I was like, yeah. And now you're getting to the point after doing those couple hard years of sacrifice or multiple hard years of sacrifice. Don't want to make it sound like it was easy, but you're getting to the point now you have almost all the equipment you need to just yeah. go and make money. Now you don't have to necessarily reinvest into anything right away to be able to do the jobs you're going to. You have your mini skid, you've got your trucks, you got your dump trailer. All you need to go do now is sell and produce. And once you get to that point and you start getting stuff paid off, that's when you start seeing the rewards. Like once you have all that stuff, you just go and you don't have to buy anything else. Because especially if you're doing soft skates, it's not like you you need a million pieces of equipment. I mean, Mm -hmm. you can do it with a mini skate and a a dump trailer. So I think this is a bit, I'm excited for this year. Like full on landscapes. I think we're going to be doing some project. I think I'm going to do some of the coolest projects I've ever done this year. I yep. think it's going to be a big year for us. Yep. Um, so I'm excited to see what, what this year holds. It's it's going to be a good year, I think. It definitely will. I can see it. Nice. Well, thank you. Nice meeting you, Jesse. Yeah, good and thanks to meet for your you time. Too, good, good update, Absolutely. Dylan. Absolutely. Thank you. How very can much. people connect with you on the World Wide Web? Uh, so you can currently find me at Solo Cuts Landscaping on Instagram. Uh, there may or may not be a rebrand coming down the pike for the company okay. now that we're out of mowing. So. Yeah. Um, Maybe I'll hop on someone's podcast to announce the rebrand yeah, or something yeah. and then bring it. But as for right now, it'll be Solo Cuts Landscaping on Instagram. Yes, yeah, I'm at Widener Landscape on Instagram as well. And uh, last uh, piece of advice I have is get that Google business listing up. Get those reviews. I'll tell you, I've uh, my, li- my business life has changed after getting, you know, we've got like 60 reviews now. Five star, 4.9 rating, number one in the area. I'm talking about blowing up, doing nothing except for getting people to review you. You'd be surprised at what you can do with the Google business free. listing. Free. Free. And I get free calls 99. off the hook. It's in every... Uh, actually, I saw Ted, which is the guy I just did that project for. I saw him at the gas station. He said, hey, I saw the link in your uh, your final email. Don't think I'm leaving you hanging on the review. So, yeah. go. People are, willing, people, are willing right to, people are willing to review you. Sometimes they just need a little reminder. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Cool. Thanks for your time, guys. And thanks again to the Almonds. They're incredible yeah, shop. This, this is oh, unbelievable. Unreal. It's one thing to see it through the, you know, through your phone, but then you come here and see it like the exterior. Like we were just outside, just like talk about goals. The exterior is beautiful. You go inside and it's like you sit, you walk in, you know, through these doors and you're like, oh, yeah, it's pretty good size. But when you look at it from like the Hardscape Academy end Mm -hmm. and look this way, you're like, it's huge. This is a big building. Yeah, (laughs) this is a big building. I definitely have the seed planted in my heart where I want to have something like this one day for sure. I mean, so ready. This is a very cool thing. They I think every person that's here is like, oh, yeah, yep, yep. one day I want to have my own yeah, version right. of this 
Even if it's not as big, it's just something. It, yeah. They've got a good thing going over here. Yep, absolutely. I'm a believer. They should be proud. Yeah, totally. All right, thanks, so. y'all. Thanks, Paul. Yeah, thanks, Paul. Appreciate it. The Know Your Numbers training program is the shortcut to financial freedom that I wish I had. You see, success requires more than us just working in our business. We must learn how to work on our business. And in the Know Your Numbers training program, you'll learn how to stop burning cash so you can learn to make all your services truly profitable. You can bid with total confidence that each job you sell mean more profit in your pocket as you build long-term wealth. Because we're going to teach you how to start paying yourself as the owner of the business the right way. You can grow a healthy business as we identify and track your cash flow for continuing success so you can stop losing sleep over financial details as you gain the skills to delegate the tough number crunching activities as a lawn care business owner. And never chase those unpaid invoices again. We'll teach you how to streamline your billing into a hands-free process. So we will cover all of this and so much more as John Pajak and I are the teachers in this e-training program. It's called Know Your Numbers. It's available at our resource center at thegreenindustrypodcast.com. Hey, it's Marty, producer of the Green Industry Podcast. This episode is over, but check the episode notes for links to products and services that you heard about during the episode. And thanks for listening.